So we uh, All right. so, so we we're, just ground a bunch. Yep. Right about 40 grams, 39.7 yep. grams. You guys want to smell that grind? Oh, that's lovely. Mm. Prince the filter. Prince it. Don't forget to prince your filter. Oh, he's got to prince it. Unless you're brewing on a Kalita, but we'll talk about that on another show. It's true. Um, so while you're brewing, yeah. um, I'm just going to give a little spiel. So the Finca Tamana. <laughs> I you just like got to own it. I feel like I'm mispronouncing it's Finca it. Finca Tamana. Tamana? I hear it pronounced in so many different ways. Think of Tamana. <laughs> this is so. This is uh, in in uh, in the first year of the magazine. Uh, is when I ran across him. He was uh, doing this work with this farm, um, being extremely transparent with how they were paid and what he was paying them, and doing a lot of work to, uh, like basically investing in the farm upfront to increase the quality of production. Um, which he was way ahead of the yeah, pretty much curve on that. Yeah, for he the was most kind part, of especially lead, for specialty roasters yeah. like our. our he was style. kind of leading leading a lot of that sort of work at the farm, and he was, and I know a lot of people work with farms, but for a roaster to go to a farm and see the potential, and then invest uh, a lot of time and money, and he, he had to you know, he had to teach the farmers to pick the proper cherries. And they had to do a lot right. of work with the pickers there because it wasn't a process that they I mean, were familiar with. We should really say that Tim is totally fastidious, and that's why his coffee is amazing because mm -hmm. he's focused on so much of the science. So for him to go in there and really get that yeah. next generation of science from into the farms, I mean, it was really inspiring to a lot of roasters. Yep. Um, intelligentsia. Uh, and that that's reflected in the one of the one of the amazing things about having him in residency here is we get to experience uh, what their cafe is like in Oslo. Right. Where it's entirely <laughs> about the coffee. Like if you go into to La Marzoga right now, you can't get flavoring added. Not at all. Their menu, all. it's a nice it's looking very, menu you and can't, it's all You coffee. can't even get an Americano of right. their coffee because if you want not an espresso, then you have to get an AeroPress. Right. Um, they, and they're not trying to be snotty about it. They just have a very specific serving right. method for tasting the coffee because that's the science that he's put into right. the method And it's for also, serving. I mean, that, that, that works very well, I think, for them over there. There's a very different culture uh, of coffee in, in Norway. Um, I should have refreshed my memory on this uh, before we chatted. But I, I do it's recall early. from my conversations with Tim that there's kind of a na national coffee association there. Uh, and it's they, they've had education and uh, conventions on things and coffee for many years. So people, <laughs> Jesse's glasses are fogged up and he looks funny. Good morning, <laughs> yay! Uh, so people grow up like knowing a lot more about making coffee properly, right? Like it's kind of part of, well, in many ways, a part of their culture. They are um, the happiest place on earth. And uh, I do believe is it, it's either Norway or Finland that, that drinks <laughs> the most per silly. capita. And one or the other is, is second. Anyways, so they do drink a heck of a lot of coffee over there. But it, it, so I went to, I went to Lamartoga yesterday. I enjoyed this coffee. Um, I picked up a couple of bags. And I got to see how our culture kind of interacts with that sort of presentation of coffee. Because there were so many people going through who were just like, wait, I... I can't 
You can't have sunny sugar? Can't get It's not entirely vanilla. correct. I saw a bus driver come in, get a drink, and pour sugar in it. Hmm. There is sugar in the cafe. Yeah, I guess you they can, have to do you that. You can do it. Yeah. Okay. But it's over by the busing table. But it's so just it's like you, you like can't order. Way. Right. Yeah, you can't order anything that's yeah, not they're specifically not, they're on not the menu. They're not going to serve it right. to, uh, with, with sweeteners. Um, anyway, and maybe that's the way it is in, in the Tim Wildebo Cafe and, yeah. and Oslo as well, although maybe they're more strict about that and don't offer you anything yeah. extra that you could possibly put in right. your coffee. I, I don't know. I bet I'd love to go there. I'm I will someday. Uh, I bet there's, yeah, they have sugar, I'm sure, in Norway. So... It's they like they brew. Put in your espresso shot. So I mentioned they brew with their with their uh, coffee. They brew with the Aeropress. That's what yeah. we're doing in. That's what they do in the cafe in Oslo. That's what we're doing in um, La Marzocco. We're doing this on the Chemex. So this will be interesting to compare. I I still remember yep. this from yesterday. So um, yeah, I haven't had the Columbia there yet um, at all. Uh, do they have two Colombians? No, they have two Honduran coffees. That's yeah, right. they have a lot of good coffee. Uh, I had the uh, Ethiopian on espresso mm-hmm. and then the Kenyan on their Aeropress. So on the Aeropress, I had... The porcelain there is this. Oh yeah, totally amazing. So they custom make their porcelain. Yeah. So Tim Wendelbo consulted with uh, wine experts on aromas and flavors and how wine and things taste different depending on the shape of the vessel that they're served in. And then they custom designed a number of different... Uh, serving vessels for the different coffees. So each coffee that you're served comes with its, a very specific vessel. Uh, right. uh, to try to maybe try to explain this. So um, the There's the, a- fin- the Finca was served in. I think they called it a tulip. So it's yep. got a wider bottom, a uh, narrower mouth. Exactly. Um, and it just kind of goes up like that, like kind of backwards from. So you have to tilt your head further back. Um, to drink it, to drink out of it. And so then the acidity it, falls back on the further oh, back on the oh, tongue. I didn't think about it that way. But um, it, I mean, it does different things with the aromas too. Right. Yeah, and so they were talking about because the coffees, <laughs> the Colombians serve that way apparently too because it's, it's geared towards that kind of sweet acidity. This is and, that, and that's where you taste that as mm-hmm. kind of t- towards the middle and back of your tongue. And so they have a... A smaller mouthpiece, so it just shoots back there, and then you have to tip it back, so you just angle it back and get on there. Whereas the the, uh, the Kenyan I had was in a big wide. So the Kenya was in this. That was in the most interesting one because it was kind the, of a little bubbly. Right, it has that looking. kind of curve in it, almost like a mini Chemex in a way. Um, yes, it has a has a bottom sort of bulb that comes in, and then a top part that goes out again. Yeah. And they uh, said that was to uh, cool, help cool it, and he have a more consistent temperature huh. when you're drinking it, and then also. Um, it's a wider mouth, so then you can taste it so on I, the sides of your mouth. You can smell that. it; smells different. Yeah, too. and the aroma you get yeah. some nice little wafting coming out so of it. So I tasted, I tasted the Kenya in that and in the tulip one, and it tasted completely different. I guess we should talk about that because we also have the. Well, Kenya. today we have a Chemex in small diner mugs. <laughs> Chemex of Cheers. the Finca Tamana Chemex. Thank you, T Dubs. So I've had I've had coffee from this farm before. It's been a couple of years when he came to SCAA a couple of years ago. Uh, Does he own this farm? No, he's just invested heavily in this. The farmer is Elias Roa. Uh, this tastes like 
Although Tim, I think, does Citrus. have his own farm now. I don't know. It's going to be a few years before it's... Uh, God, that's good. It's really light. Yeah. Like light body. It's very, very tea-like, mm-hmm. I think. I, I like nice how mouth it, feel uh, on it. A real milky yeah. mouthfeel, though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's got some nice richness to it, too, Citrus, though. Citrus, a little bit. It's, it's real hot right now, so it's minty. Yeah. yeah. Minty tea. Now you get to listen to us slurping our Tim Wendell bow. Uh-huh. What are their tasting nuts, Joseph? Red currants, brown sugar, herbal. Mm. I can see those currants in there. Yeah. I think it's going to cool, and we're going to get some more of that. There's a little I, bit of I raisin, like, uh, like a sun raisin in there. Yeah. So out. this is uh, uh, Finca Tamana. Katura and V, Columbia? What is that? Do you know? Uh, Verisidad. So that's a that's another uh, variety of. Uh, so, Katura is a natural mutation of Bourbonne, and the Columbia variety is a um, it's like a uh, scientific hybrid that they made in Colombia to combat leaf rust back in the seventies, mm. and it has a. Uh, evolved into something quite tasty today because it's kind of hard to hybrid things with Robusta and get good flavors out of them. But um, they they think they developed it during throughout the 70s and then it wasn't until like 84, 86 that they actually started planting the Columbia variety um, specific to Columbia, obviously, and uh, um, got some good tasting cups out of a really disease-resistant variety. And it works really well with Katura. Mm. See that? Yeah, it's it's part Katura. Right. Yeah. Uh, so produced, as I said, Elias Roa is the uh, farmer in uh, El Pital, Huila, Colombia. It's a wash process. And this was harvested in May 2016. This batch eleven acidity is in the label. really nice. Yeah, it's got it's this. It's not sharp, but it's, it's everywhere. It's bright, um, but it's not sharp. You're right. It's uh, it's it's all over. Yep. It's hitting all over in my mouth. It's sparkling. You know, like a perfect peach. It is really nice. Kind of has a little tangerine cutie kind of finish to it. Don't call it's Norwegian. Not finish. <laughs> I think everything that they uh, I was just thinking going through the through the what the bag was saying I think everything they do is washed process I don't think they roast any naturals that's interesting I'm about 95% sure about that because I remember wow. Tim saying something about um, believing that coffee should be washed. I should probably verify that before saying it on a radio. That's generally what we say all the time. It's true. <laughs> and then we're like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> or a few hundred listeners. Will I'd be flattered if he heard ahead. about this. If and, he got and, mad. Yep. I never said that. Sorry, if sorry, Tim, if I'm wrong. I would be flattered if you listened, though. It'd be awesome. I'm excited. I think he's going to come to Seattle for the SCA, which is coming up in a couple weeks. I don't think he is. I'm just willing the fact that he's going to be here. Oh, okay. And I know we're going to hang out, obviously. <laughs> he's going to come here and pour lattes with us. Yeah. Yep. 
Because we've got the... Yeah, we have the Mavam Espresso Party. Um, that's been officially released on Facebook as of yesterday. So that's uh, Thursday, April 20th. Um, to kick off the whole coffee weekend of SCA. So the, that show starts, the expo starts on the 21st, Friday the 21st through the Sunday the 23rd. We're going to be having a big latte art throwdown here, um, hosted by Mavam Espresso Machines and Brewista, Brew Global, and Sprudge. I noticed uh, they could stand to add uh, Coffee Lovers Magazine as one of the prizes. We're working on that. <laughs> we're working on that. Uh, well, there's a lot of prizes we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. um, we just have to do that. Anyways, it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm sure there's going to be some some fun coffee lovers, radio, magazine so, stuff coming out yeah, of it. SCA. And then we have the mega cupping after that, so that'll be a fun uh, little... We'll do a live broadcast, I'm sure, for that, because we'll have as many coffees on our tables as we can. Um, this is fascinatingly still... I'm just going back to the coffee here on the Chemex. Still quite quite rich to me. Um, I really want to brew this on a, on a Kalita. Can we just do this really quick on the Kalita? Well, yeah. And just compare right now? Should let's we just that. have the episode keep going? Yeah, let's just keep it, keep it rolling. All right, because uh, I just want to compare that right now. I have hot water over here. Can you? Okay, so uh, we're going to do the Kalita now. Um, we're doing the same grind size as the Chemex. That's just usually what I do. Um, and, I'm going to uh, veto that and go slightly finer just because it was such a big amount of coffee in the Chemex that we okay. did, the 40 grams. Well, I guess I'm saying when I brew at home. Yeah. Uh, just for reference on the Encore, I do 22. We didn't talk about our recipes at all. I guess no. people can ask that. Um, and actually, I love the idea of brew guides, live brew guides. But, I honestly um, haven't toyed around with the grind size on the, on the Kalita too much. I just, I've been at 22 and it comes out really nice. So, um, but I can, we can go finer. I don't care. Whatever. You mentioned something about not rinsing the filter That's on right. the Kalita. We're not going to rinse the filter at all. Because it ruins the ruffles? Uh, it doesn't. Like it, so I've done it both ways. And as far as the coffee that comes out, it doesn't make a difference. Like the, um, the, the filter is so fine that you're not going to get any paper taste from this. Like, um, but when you do rinse it, it does make it a little harder to brew. I find, hmm. um, I don't know. There's just something about not rinsing it. that seems to work just fine. So, Great. Uh, well, here we go for the, uh, bonus episode. Yep. Oh, and we're doing uh, you said 15 to one. Yeah, so, so, gosh, the last time I've been doing, like, honestly, I've been brewing, like, 34 grams in this, 34 to, like, 5, That's 10, a lot for this little thing. You can brew a lot on this guy. But you can go as little as 22 as well. I mean, uh, Let's do 25 grams in. All right, that works. Francis, the mathematician, he's also a roaster. Need 375 grams of water. Yeah, 375 grams of water, so 25 to 375. All right. All right. Oops. I'm gonna take my and microphone uh, off what? and get a vessel in which we can brew. All right. Uh, so yeah, I didn't bring the didn't bring the Kalita brewing vessel. Uh, one of the nice things about this though is you can just plop it on top of a mug, if you so please, or you can do what we're gonna do, which is you got it. Got a nice glass server. Thanks, Octo. You're welcome. Where they come from? So what uh, what micron size are you using, Jesse? <laughs> um, based on my experiments with the sieve, we should really do an episode about that because yeah, I'm kind should. of intrigued by the whole sieve by Kruve. Let's ignore that um, for now. Uh, but I, you know, I think based on our experiments, we're pretty we're in the range of like 600 to 900. All right. Probably closer to 800. Mm. You know, it's a curve. It's basically the same setting we use for our uh, cupping. It's not very much coffee. It's only 25 grams of coffee. Yeah. 
So yep, you just flatten the bed and then just do a regular old uh, regular old bloom. No stirring. No stirring. No agitation. No. But it's in my hand already. I know. I just I don't like to. I don't know. I think the the Kalita really wants to just be undisturbed as much as possible. Oh no. Oh no. Everything's beeping. It's always... So we still do about the one-to-one -one bloom? Uh, I, I kind of vary it. I'm going to... Uh, fine, go ahead. Just start. a little bit. On the one-to-one -one bloom, I like to just get it in there. Make sure all yeah. the grounds get wet at the no, same time. No, I see, but the challenge, the challenge with the Kalita, of course, is you got these ruffles, so you can't, like, dig into each of them. Right, yeah, you don't want to um, do too much digging. So what I, uh, what I have been doing is, is I'll just try to cover the top of everything and sometimes that's one to one sometimes it's uh two to one i don't know i i i um the couple of things that i found as far as brewing on the kalita goes is the less disturbance of the grounds you create during the brew process the better hmm. so i try to pour um like as gently as possible basically but i'm not i'm not a hundred percent sure so how soft pan is not ideal to pour water for a Kalita. Probably not, unless you have one of those OXO things that you could stick on top, you know? Yeah, those are cool. I haven't, uh, I actually haven't played around with that brewery yet. It's, I, I really like it. I don't, I see it, but I don't know the brand, the, the model number of it. Yeah. What's cool about that is it has a little lid, basically, that goes over a, a mm. pour-over method. It fits a, fits a regular uh, Melita filter. But it, uh, it adds a little shower aspect to it so you can just slosh the coffee it, it kind of looks actually kind of looks like a kalita because it's a cone with a flat bottom that has like three holes in the bottom and so you can fill it up with water but it's going to restrict the flow of that water over your grounds anyways total side sidebar um should go to the sidebar but uh one of the things i like about this kalita is i don't really have to think about it in the morning Throw the filter in there, throw the grounds in, add the water, and it seems to come out with a really good cup. Yeah, I'm taking my time on this one. Sounds good. Someone was telling me, maybe that was you, Francis, mm. that you saw someone who just, uh, or you saw a barista who would just pour straight into the middle. Like, and it was, it was even like someone who won some kind of brewing competition. And his technique, all he did was he just poured slowly directly into the middle no circles or anything like that with was that you no uh, i think so but, but i i mean i have seen people do that um and i've tried that technique myself um with I the found, kalita or no with, with a chemex hmm. i but i found with a chemex that that's not really a good idea cause well I, I think the reason it works on the kalita is because the the flat bottom and the um doesn't create the off center holes it yeah there's no channeling it just takes yeah. takes the brew and um, there's that bit of flow restriction, and it uh, kind of maybe doesn't matter where the mm -hmm. water goes. I don't know. Mm. You don't have to worry. Yeah, you don't have to worry about an uneven bed because it's not going one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Man, it's almost like some some blueberry coming out in the coffee. Doesn't the Chemex brewing a little slow though? But, All right, a little bit of the Chemex left. Yep. Got this one more time. It's really cool to taste the coffee as you know it's gone the the mm -hmm. full cycle. It's about twenty minutes now. Mm 
It's just so flavorful on the Chemex. I guess we'll have to play around with the Kalita because I, I brew um, coarser and it brews much faster than this. So, I don't know how this is going to turn out. It's going to be the best cup of coffee ever. <laughs> it's going to blow my mind. I make the best coffee. It's so hot. Yeah, we don't have the oxo grip that goes with it. You have sensitive hands. I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> Sensitive man. Sensitive man with sensitive <laughs> hands. Bonus episode. <laughs> That'll be the title of this one. It always still blows my mind. The two brew methods. Same coffee. You know, same basic ratio. Same brewing time, too. Same brewing time within 15 seconds. And very different cups of coffee. Yeah. This one's just fruity, punchy. Right off the start. I do like how rich the Kalita is. Yeah. It kind of fits my, 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 the, the taste in coffee that I tend to enjoy, the coffee that really, the coffees that I really end up liking are kind of lean that way. Yeah. Like, we did that brewing competition. Fruity fudgy, sort of. Uh, Chemex versus Kalita mm -hmm. at Royal Drummer. Oh, we year. did? Oh. That was really cool to see the differences because some coffees really do taste better with a Kalita and some of them taste better with a Chemex and it kind of depends on the type of acidity that you want to accent. Um, it's just one of those rabbit holes. That's why everybody needs every piece of equipment. Everyone this needs is, a siphon. This is kind of turning into our, <laughs> our Kalita versus Chemex versus V60 episode. <laughs> uh -oh. We're just doing all the episodes in one now. Yeah. Uh oh. I could split this into two. By the end of it, we're just we're so caffeinated. <laughs> yeah. Shaking. Just, just keep it rolling. Just keep got, it rolling. Just gotta grind keep it rolling. Apparently, I need to eat some marzipan because Aroma. I keep hearing that referenced. I'll go up to. Uh, what the hell? It's really called. nice. Yeah, go up to Larson's up there by your house. I'm not allowed to. You are for purposes of coffee research. Yeah. It's R and D, man. R and D. Yeah. Can't justify it. Can't allow myself to do that. I'll go with you. I'll make sure that you don't <laughs> indulge then. Okay, coach. Yeah. You can basically he'll give you a little bite off of his. <laughs> you get the last bite. Get the last bite and you have to spit it out. <laughs> I'll just do that with all this stuff. Just gonna smear it into your beard. You smell it and Sorry. sort of taste it. Which one do you prefer? Chemex or Kalita? I think the Kalita could be dialed in a little bit better and accent that current a little bit more, especially yeah, when it's it warm. It feels a little muddied. Yeah. The Kalita. That like could the be Chemex. the brew. Hmm? That could be my brew of yeah, that just Kalita. Dialing it in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the Chemex was definitely uh, a cleaner brew, um, more clarity of flavor. Mm -hmm. I brew a Chemex every single morning. It's the second one today. Yeah. So I'm a little bit more practiced at that, yeah. uh, knowing what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, Stem Wendel Bow. I think. Uh, Tamana Tamana Really do appreciate you, Tim Lindelbo. Alright, well let's go roast some coffee. Alright. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. 
Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.